we need to say something. We can't just sit here in silence and not end the podcast. Hello, welcome to the Take a Moment podcast. For Paulina's friends, I'm Annalise. For Annalise's friends, I'm Paulina. <laughs> and welcome to our Bachelor Recap podcast. Um, thanks for tuning in to our podcast summarizing the first episode of Bachelor Season 26, aka Clayton's season. Keep forgetting Clayton's name and have to keep looking it up. I am That's going all. to call him Colton this whole time, and I am sorry I am in advance. <laughs> I this in advance. Number one, their names are similar. Number two, they look similar. Number three, they are they have like the same exact backstory where they're Midwesterners who played football and that's their identity. Mm -hmm. uh, let's hope that Clayton doesn't stop his final pick. The bar is low, <laughs> but it is there for sure. Paulina, what did you think of this episode overall? Um, on a scale of one to 10, I'd give this a solid five. Yeah, there was some, there was some drama in the second half that made it entertaining, but it was like, pretty slow mm -hmm. I honestly missed the when they were quarantined for the other seasons instead of doing like the intro videos just having people do like their like FaceTime vlogs yep hard agree I feel like that gave us much better insight into their personality and it kind of leveled the playing field for those intro packages like um something I wrote down on a rewatch was you could just tell how much producers like Susie from Virginia Beach because her intro package is just like so much better than Shanae from the one stoplight town in Ohio. There's just a very distinct difference in the quality. Um, I think I'd also give this about a five or six out of 10. Um, hard agree. There was some drama at the end that made up for it, but my roommate and I watched it together. And at one point we ch checked our phones and we were like, it's 940 and they still haven't done much of anything. And so a lot of that action happened in those last 20 minutes of the episode. Mm -hmm. Who did you like from the intro videos? Who like, a, stuck out to you? That's a really good question. So the, I think we got eight intro packages. We got Shanae yeah. from Ohio, Gabby from Colorado, who plot twist has dated both Blake and Dean from this franchise. Gabby did? Gabby did. Yeah. She's from no Colorado. I thought she was so cool. <laughs> right. I'm both intimidated by her and impressed by her at the same time. Like I'm terrified of the power that this woman holds. So I'm automatically rooting for her. Mm -hmm. um, Rachel, the flight instructor, Daria, who's the double Ivy, um, Susie from Virginia Beach, Elizabeth, who's the blonde Colorado realtor, Teddy and Sally. Um, so of those eight, I think to me, Susie stood out because her intro package just seemed like really well done. And Teddy stood out because I think she's really cool. Teddy is very cool. That she's on the virgin storyline. And I was like, oh, of course they have yet again, another virgin yep. storyline. Exactly. They have to have the token virgin. However, I appreciate that she is like an Ashley I style virgin where she's not waiting until marriage for religious reasons she's mm -hmm. just at this point waiting for the right person which is how everyone should lose their virginity no matter what age yeah I liked it I liked it a lot I also wrote amazing hair in all caps for hers because I was That's... truly 
amazed by it the entire every time she showed up on the screen I was like what a beauty great hair I see it yeah I thought the opening stuff that they did with Clayton and like getting us hype for him I thought it was really smart for them to open with that um Mm -hmm. but it just really drove home how like nobody wanted this you know even his mom seemed genuinely surprised that he was the bachelor like right (laughs) I know everyone's shocked by it but like she looked like are you sure did you hear that correctly (laughs) did you make this up like am I getting pranked right now (laughs) Mm -hmm. one other thing that I thought was funny about that intro was um Jesse Palmer standing in front of the mansion in his first like hosting gig it is identical to footage of Chris Harrison from the first Bachelor episode ever like Mm -hmm. word for word he even says like I'm not the Bachelor I'm a happily married man which is exactly what Chris Harrison said like I can't he is just Chris Harrison reincarnate which is what a lot of people wanted but like Mm -hmm. I like that he was like oh like I've been practicing saying words like amazing and dramatic yet he still messed up the word by saying instead of saying this will be the most dramatic seizing it by just being like this is going to be dramatic I said sir you've been practicing get the whole spiel right exactly give us the hyperbole that's what we've come to expect I was so happy to see the mansion like I didn't think I was going to be that excited but I was hyped I was excited for it. I forgot how much I missed the nonsense of the mansion even knowing that like inside and like the rooms themselves aren't stellar like anyone that's stayed at the mansion has been like it's really not worth the hype and I'm like it made me feel better it made me feel better yeah absolutely it's like it reminds me of summer camp cabins where you know Mm -hmm. it's bunk beds it's kind of gross but it's part of the bonding experience and you do get a lot closer with your bunk mates because of it so we had all of the intro stuff we met our first eight people who got their packages and then we have Sally. Oh God, Sally, we've got a lot to talk about with her here. Um, what did, what was your takeaway from, like the Sally portion took up 20 minutes of the episode at least, I think. If they took up this much time and she doesn't come back later in the season, I'm actually going to riot. <laughs> <laughs> like you simply cannot build this up so much just to like embarrass Clayton and then send her like let her leave exactly like um it definitely sounds like her fiance cheated on her yeah especially since like apparently their wedding registry is still up and they recent they went they were tagged in a picture in mexico like not too long ago yeah let's for our two listeners let's give an overview of what um, Bachelor Data, who's a phenomenal follow on Instagram and TikTok, um, she put together a great timeline of Sally's lead up to her wedding that never happened and her going on the show. So per Bachelor Data, who went through Sally's Instagram, Sally's friends' Instagrams, her tagged photos, all that stuff, Sally had her bachelorette party in Mexico on August 14th, 2021. Filming began on September 26, 2021. So the day that she was supposed to get married was right around late September. And that, correct me if my math is wrong, that's about six weeks between her bachelorette party and her going on filming, right? Mm-hmm. So she must have been in the casting process during that time. She probably applied before her bachelorette party. 
That's what it sounds like. Unless she, like, I really can't figure out how to make this make more logistic. Like, I'm trying to root for Sally here. I'm, I really am. But she's making it very difficult. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did he cheat on his, during his bachelor party? And then she was just like, F it, I'm going on bachelor now. Right, like it Because seems... they did have a lot of people drop when they found out it was Clayton, didn't they? Oh, I hadn't heard that, but that would make a lot of sense because, you know, we watched Michelle's season. There was just not a whole lot of Clayton on it. Even he said that he felt like he got eight minutes of screen time the whole season. Um, and I want to say Michelle's season hadn't really started airing when they flew out, right? Like her season premiered in early September, maybe? Yeah, I think her season started maybe a week or two before his filming started. So they really didn't get any information besides him coming out and saying he was a former student in his limo exit. Um, so I can see a lot of people dropping out for sure. But it definitely seems like, based on the timeline, it seems like she really didn't have a lot of faith in that relationship for at least a little while before she left for filming. Um, so maybe like he did cheat on her and that was the final straw and she said, screw it, let me go on national television and see if that works better. But the only thing that makes that sketchy is her getting tagged in a photo in late November. Yes. With her ex-fiance. Like a month ago, she gets tagged in a photo with her fiance and it's a group photo of all of them on somebody's birthday trip to Mexico, but they're standing right next to each other. Like if you made me go to Mexico with one of my exes, I would be on the opposite side of those photos, especially if I were basically a runaway bride. Like if I called off the wedding a month before it was supposed to happen, I would not be anywhere near that man. No, I would need many buffers, physical exactly. buffers in between us. Exactly, gotta dilute the pool. So you think that Sally will show up at some point again on this season because why else would they devote so much time to her, right? Yeah, I think she'll show, show up and be like, I think maybe I made a mistake. Like maybe I should give this a chance. I've been thinking about you, blah, blah, blah. And honestly, Clayton is like desperate for this process to work. So he'll probably go along with it. I think Clayton is desperate kind of like summarizes the, the, <laughs> Colton, the Clayton mindset at this point. Colton Clayton. <laughs> It's gonna happen sorry y'all um I'm wondering if maybe she pulls a Sarah Trot uh was it Sarah Trot was that her last name from that season so. who mm -hmm. went home she got the first one-on-one -on -one, realized remembered her dad was dying from ALS the next day and went home and was never seen from again um, and we were so convinced that Sarah was gonna come back or Sarah was gonna have a big paradise run and then she did neither so I kind of hope this time we get a little bit more payoff for the amount of time they invested in this storyline that literally went nowhere. Um, I hope mm -hmm. to at least see her on Paradise. Yeah, I hope she comes back for something because she seems like, like she seems like a good person. Like she seems like she has a nice personality. Just this definitely seems like a little too soon, but like everyone heals in different ways at their own pace. But like my notes for that conversation between them was just like, I want to give Clayton a hug. He, like please don't beg people to stay like this is so painful for me to watch like yep absolutely yeah like the whole point of being the lead on one of these shows is you don't have to beg people to stay and that was what he did before he even really hit the ground running mm -hmm. um 
the last note I wrote about this section was, luckily Clayton doesn't seem too flustered by the rejection once night one rolls around because he is a sweet, simple man. Words I've used to describe Clayton in my notes. ABC's himbo. Wonder yes, bread bats. ABC's simple himbo. man. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get to limo exits. First out of the limo is Sarah. Who does Sarah most remind you of? Like, I've heard a bunch of different doppelgangers. Did you have one written down for her? Oh, I didn't. I just wrote about the tiger token because I thought that was cute. Yep, I agree. Who, I thought, who does she remind you of? Um, my roommate was the one who pointed this out. She said, she looks a lot like somebody from Peter's season, but I can't remember who. I think she looks like my Kenna, your Kenna, our Kenna. <laughs> whose name is actually Hello. McKenna, but she spells it mm -hmm. my Kenna. Um, like brunette tan McKenna is who she reminds me of. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, great first person out of the limo, cute little entrance with the tiger token, liked her dress. I don't think she's going to go super far, but I think she's going to have like a good mid-season finish. Mm -hmm. Bachelor Data also made a post about how limo order one of the first five people out of the limo is generally in the final four. So it'd be interesting to see if that is yeah. the case here too. Ooh, good pull from Bachelor Data. So to pick from, we've got Sarah, Lindsay W from Houston, Genevieve, mm -hmm. NC, and Susie. Who of those five do you think is most likely to go the farthest? Susie for sure. Yeah, hard Susie agree on for Susie. sure. <laughs> I think NC is going to go pretty deep. I can see her getting eliminated right before Hometowns or the episode before the episode before. That's the vibe I had from her too. I was like, she seems really interesting, really cool. Her dress is very unique compared. There were like a trillion gold sparkly dresses, but hers was different than everyone else's. Hers, I just read off of Bachelor Reddit. Shout out to the Bachelor subreddit. Um, apparently it's vintage Versace. You can't see our faces right now, but we are shook. <laughs> we, are, we are shook. <laughs> um, so we had Sarah slash McKenna. Um, next, we had Lindsay from Houston. Um, she wore like almost the exact same dress as Sarah, but just it wasn't as cute. <laughs> mm -hmm. She had the looking north pickup line because he's so tall. What'd you think of this? It was like a pretty basic limo entrance, like nothing too spectacular. Mm -hmm. Seeing north and then immediately calling herself out for how bad that joke was, was what made it okay. Exactly. Yeah. If you're going to go with like the worst pickup line ever, you have to at least be like, I recognize that this is bad. <laughs> um, next, we have Genevieve. Genevieve wore red. Um, I wrote pretty dress, hate the shoes with it. I wrote pretty dress. I'm angry about spaghetti straps, but fun <laughs> earrings. <laughs> yeah, her earrings were really cute. They were like kind of big and dangly, right? Mm hmm. I noticed that a lot of the women did a really good job of styling their looks like they didn't necessarily have the most standout dresses which is what happens when everyone wears a sparkly champagne dress mm -hmm. um, but a lot of them styled them really differently which was cool um, after Genevieve we had NC loved the dress loved the maybe vintage Versace dress the Game of Roses podcast refers to greeting in a different language as an aloha. Um, so it's used frequently enough that it has its own name in the gore lexicon. Um, but I liked what she said. I thought that was a really cool way of. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, 
I usually don't like when people just like flex that they're bilingual, trilingual, like as their intro. But I was like, she did it in a way that I was like, oh, this is interesting. And I want to keep hearing what you have to say. Hard, hard agree. I thought it was really well done. Um, then we have Susie. What'd you think about Susie's entrance? Um, I have a lot of feelings about Susie. Lay them on me. Let's go. Let's deep dive into Susie right now. One of my main notes was she's a lot. There's yep. a lot of personality here. I'm either going to love her or hate her. I did think the like firm handshake with the electricity, I was like, oh, that's cheesy, but clever. Mm-hmm. Like that's a, that's a good way to be memorable without like doing something super over the top. Yeah. I got so excited when she went in for the handshake because I love a firm handshake. I love <laughs> greeting everybody with a firm sh- handshake. I probably greeted you with a firm handshake the first time we met. I think he did. Um, <laughs> he did. It, it was literally bid day. We were 18 and 19. Like there was no reason for me to be shaking your hand. Um, but I love a handshake. So I was so excited. And then she did the the buzzer thing. And I was like, oh, not as fun. Um, did not like her dress. Yeah, I also did not like her dress. And Susie's a pageant girl, so unless she rented literally every single dress that she wore throughout her pageant run, she should have a whole arsenal of, like, great evening wear, and this just felt like a missed opportunity. My thing with Susie, she's also the one that had the intro videos, Mm -hmm. and we didn't talk about her specifically, but she was, went to Japan, and she just seems like one of those people who's like, study abroad, change my life. Now I can do jitsu and we're all like that, but you have to, you have to (laughs) be aware of it. I was like, what is, as her her intro package is all over the place. I was like, what is happening here? Extremely disjointed. And what she didn't include in her intro package is why she lived in Japan. Why do you think she lived in Japan? You know, I wish I could tell you, I just have 22 in Japan, study abroad, changed my life. Now I did jujitsu. She worked at Disneyland Tokyo as a Disney princess. No. Yes. Tell me that does not like combine everything else we know about her into one fact. I feel like we know all we need to know about Susie. I feel yeah. like I, we could write her memoir, like without a doubt yep. at this point. Exactly. And like ABC is owned by Disney. I don't know why they couldn't just throw that in there. Like Tenley from Jake Pavelka's season and Bachelor in Paradise talked about how she was a Disney princess when she was on. So unless she truly listens to what they say in training as a Disney princess is that you're not allowed to say you are a princess. You're you only have to say you're friends with a princess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we've also like gotten on that side of TikTok. <laughs> Um, so after Princess Susie, we have Claire. Oh, cool. I think we should maybe consider banning women named Claire from this franchise. Because um, <laughs> bad showing. I'm not a big Claire Crawley fan. Hope you find love, girl. But that Dale breakup, get back together, break up again was not a good look. Um, yet another sparkly dress. A, a whiter sparkly dress though yes yeah we've moved yeah. on from golds to more neutral yeah colors um I also wrote a down. bold choice when she's bringing out chicken wings to wear white those are right. not things you put together and like you got the chicken wings and it looked like the chicken wings were either fried or like cooked in some sort of a sauce already mm-hmm. and then she dipped them like there's just so much room for disaster with those I wrote down that her intro was also commenting on 
Clayton's height and he seemed like so pissed off about it I think they just like didn't click at all yeah and that was like apparent she started off by being like oh I was gonna do something cringy but instead like meet me inside and I'll be cringy then and I was like what literally just what there's no other words just <laughs> what right. by itself this showed nothing about your personality other than that you're not good at thinking up things on the spot or sticking to a plan like neither of those make you look good <sighs> oh Claire we'll get to Claire at the end <laughs> mm-hmm. Serene comes out of the limo in a very different dress from every previous dress it's green and it has spaghetti straps which I know you don't like but it's got the ruching in the back it's got a big slit it just looks great big fan yeah the dress looked great on her the dress looked great on her my only note for her was really so cute like I didn't learn a whole lot about her but I was like I'm excited to see more of you yep that's pretty much what I have as well um something that I thought was very interesting and unexpected all of the women before Serene, as they're walking into the mansion, Clayton says something to the effect of like, wow, she's so pretty, or like, she seems really sweet, like compliments, but not super high level compliments. As soon as Serene starts walking away, he goes, wow, she's beautiful. Um, And Serene is the first black woman that we've seen come out of the limo. So good job, Clayton. I'm glad you like black women. We need more of that in this franchise. And after Serene, we have Teddy. Teddy was so cute. Um, I'm upset she didn't bring a teddy bear and instead just like fumbled over her words about being a teddy bear and him being a teddy bear. That feels like a missed opportunity, but I think it worked for them. I think it worked for them. Yeah, yeah. They seem to have similar senses of humor, so it really worked. Like they're awkward, bounced off of each other very well. Um, He's so into her. So it. immediately going Teddy you make me feel some type of way and I said oh he is not holding back over here I wrote that he is gobsmacked which I think that's that's the best word for it (laughs) he was truly gobsmacked like he is lost for words I hope she goes far and then after Teddy we have Tessa aka asset (laughs) I'm only calling her asset for the rest of this run like no matter how far she goes she's going to be asset Um, Tessa introduces herself by saying her name is Asset Backwards, and we both sit there wondering, T-E-S-S-A-A-S-S. Oh, yeah, it is. Um, So (laughs) she will be Asset. I don't know why we're doubting our spelling abilities, but we're (laughs) making me think here. But like, clever, it works. And she's like, I'm an asset, you know this right off the bat. And I said, all right, know your worth, girl. Exactly. Hoping for big things from Asset. Next, we have who I referred to as Other Lindsay. I think she's Lindsay D. Um, yeah, Lindsay D. All I wrote about the her nurse from that. Jacksonville. Oh, is she? Yeah, neonatal nurse from Jacksonville. Oh, one of our um, seven people in the medical profession from this season. Um, I wrote that she looks like Sarah Michelle Geller and didn't get much screen time. Yep, she had a cute red dress. That's all I got about her. Yep, liked the dress. Didn't see much from her. Does she pronounce her name Daria, Daria, or Daria? I think Daria. Daria, okay. Daria Um, Rose, her last name's Rose. She wore a rose necklace. Loved it. Good job. Um, You're too good for this franchise. Yep. And then we have Clayton going in to say hi to the women, which is him, like, not playing by the rules. Mm -hmm. What did you think about this move? 
I thought it was nice. I think that gives like reassurance almost for the first like half the women because I feel like a lot of the time you are like brought in and then you're just sitting there waiting and that's when they all start to drink too much and then like make fools of themselves later. Yeah. So I think that's that helped them just be like, hey, like he is still thinking of us as he's meeting these other people. Like that's really nice of him just to be like, hey, like just pop him by. Yeah. All right, have fun. Like <laughs> absolutely. It definitely did a lot to make us care about Clayton and see that he's invested in the process. So I thought it was a good move on their part. The last person I remember doing this is Caitlin Bristow on her night one. Um, she had the dual season with Britt Nielsen. The men voted to have Caitlin be the bachelorette, so she finished out the season after that. Um, but shortly after Sean Booth came out of the limo, she went in to say hi to the men who had shown up at that point. So I'm wondering mm -hmm. if maybe it's the front half of these women who Clayton is really drawn to, or maybe it's just a coincidence, but I mean, Time. our girl Teddy was there, and you know, our he girl Teddy was there. So I think he wanted to make sure Teddy knew, like, hey, I said hi. I'm you're still on my mind over here. Yes, would love if he zeroes in on Teddy right off the bat because she seems great. So after Clayton goes in and says hi to everybody, we get Kate. Kate, who works for the group from Selling Sunset, which is just not talked about here. She's yep. <laughs> Just like glossed right over that. Don't even say that she's a realtor. Um, she is part of the Oppenheim group from Selling Sunset. Did you notice what dress she was wearing? What dress was she wearing? Do you remember Pilot Pete's season, the Revolve fashion show date? Yes. Do you remember the, um, the runway walk competition between Hannah Ansless and Victoria Fuller at the end? Mm-hmm. It's that dress that they both had to wear. That's hilarious. I wrote that. I was like, oh, this dress is really cute. I really yeah. like it. <laughs> and I hated the dress on that episode. But I, before I like went back and was uh, digging through some articles about the fashion, I also wrote, love her black sparkly dress. I wrote, um, she brought alcohol. She's already a winner in my eyes. Yep. Loved it. Thought it was so funny. Um, my roommate went to Butler University in Indiana, go Bulldogs, and she confirmed that they do, in fact, call those airplane bottles nips in the Midwest. So I didn't think that Kate would have made that up, but that is actually what they call them. Um, and that's something that Clayton would understand, also being from the Midwest. Exactly. Non-Midwesterners were, were like, I just went along with it. I said, you know what? If it works, it works. <laughs> um her voice was so much deeper than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It like, it sounds, it sounds nice, but it was definitely like a lower octave than I was expecting. Yep. I had the same, same response. Um, next up we had Sierra who was wearing a lovely blue dress and said, I just got back from the future and I'm your wife. What did you think about this? I thought it was funny. I thought it was yeah. cute. Just her being like, Hey, like, so I'm actually here to let you know, I already won this. So do you want to just like skip the formalities? We can just run away now. Yep. I loved it. I thought it was really cute. Um, a little bit corny, but like in a good way. Um, up next, we had Melina who comes. Oh, Melina, I love you. Um, she comes out of the limo wearing this beautiful neon pink dress and she's wearing moon shoes. 
I love the moon shoes and it's uh I said later that she's like a personal trainer so she's yep. like doing a personal training session with him in the moon shoes like they're literally like, doing she just seems like a great time I they just seem like they're having the best time hard hard agree she's giving me a little bit of um a little bit Alexis a little bit Alexis Waters from Nick's I was season. gonna say the same thing it's the same energy the same like we didn't really get anyone in like a big costume or anything, which was kind of sad. Like I know those people never go like super duper far, but I love the cheesy like full body costume on night one. I think like the best way to do it is the Jojo Fletcher where you clearly are like the hottest person to ever walk the face of the planet, but you cover your face. She came out with a unicorn head. Unicorn head. Um, and she's wearing this cute little mini dress. Like she's clearly a beautiful woman. And then she takes off the hat and it's like, you just got more attractive too. Like, tell me your ways. So basically if you're going to do an uh, animal costume, be hot like Jojo. Easy advice to follow. Just be Jojo Fletcher and like it'll work in your favor. Exactly. Be Jojo Fletcher and it will all work out for you. <laughs> Um, after Nalina, our wonderful, wonderful moon shoes trainer, we've got Haley, who is a pediatric nurse who had Colton open a jar of pickles. Yep. Simple to the point. She's like, I can do a lot, but there's some things I still need help with. Mm -hmm. Like this jar of pickles. And I said, that's valid. That's valid. She seems like cute and funny. So I'm bummed we didn't get more of her this evening. Um, I thought mm -hmm. bringing a jar of pickles was cute and funny. Jill comes on next and she has the ashes of her ex-boyfriends with her. And I loved that. I was like, this is a bold yeah. move. You are committing to the bit. She did, it didn't falter on her face once. Like she said it was so straight face. She's like, these are the ashes of my ex-boyfriend. I just want you to know, like, <laughs> this is what could happen to you if things don't work out. Like, falls in your court now. Right? Like, it's funny. It's a little bit of a warning. It's a little bit intimidating. Um, did not like her dress, but she is very pretty. So like it all works out. Mm -hmm. um, after Jill and her cremated ex-boyfriends, we have Marlena, whose job title is former Olympian. Yes, she's a former Olympian and also the first woman on the show to show up with like her, however she had her hairstyle. It was like the first time that's ever been shown on the show either. No way. She's the first Olympian on the show as well as the first person with that. I can't remember what it's what it what it was but I saw that on her Instagram earlier today that's awesome um I really like Marlena I loved her bright orange dress I think if you can pull off bright orange you should wear it on this Agreed. show I'd agree um and I wish we again got more time from her but I believe she spoiler alert for the rose distribution she got a rose right yeah, she got a raise. Okay, so hopefully we'll see more from her next week because she seems, again, too good for this show. But what else mm -hmm. is new? And then she had that intro about like flag on the play. That was cute. Like, yeah. she just seems like a good, she just seems like a good person to watch, a good person to watch out for. Absolutely, yes. Like has clearly done her research, like knows as much as anybody could about Clayton before the season started. Jane is next and she drives in in a vintage car. What did you think about this play? There's always someone with a vintage car. Mm -hmm. I thought her way of introducing the vintage car being like, you got to appreciate the classics like me because I'm older. She's 33. She's not old, but like, <laughs> like appreciate the classics, vintage. I'm a cougar. Like she played on it enough that I thought it was cute, but not so much that I was like sick of hearing about it. 
she definitely went in with like a little script that she had memorized and Clayton tried to banter with her and she kept on responding with like her script. She didn't really adapt Mm -hmm. well. So their conversation was painfully awkward, but I also agree the play overall was good. Um, You're not a cougar if you're 33. You're not old if you're 33. Um, just like wanted to point that out there she's not an old individual (laughs) cougar's like kind of a stretch here how old is Clayton he's 28 I think 28 or 29 I was like like, he's like 28 like it's not a huge age gap like he'll be okay no not a bad age difference at all when I first saw her come out of the limo I was like this is the most beautiful dress I've ever seen on anybody on this franchise and then the more I looked at it I was like wait a second it's just a black dress with a deep V. She has just styled it so well. She had the little choker and Mm -hmm. she had like nice earrings with it. The shoes worked with it. So Jane, not a great choice on the dress, but you did a lot with it. So points for that. Points for that. The next person to get out of the limo. So they show her from the feet up. So the first thing you see are what look like the evening wear equivalent of Birkenstocks. They're like cork sandals with a very small wedge heel and then it pans up to her evening gown and then this woman gets out of the limo and she is introduced as holly age 63 um i want to talk about holly for a second yeah as we should holly was incredible clayton was so polite about interacting with the 63 year old woman i wanted to die i thought it was hilarious she was honestly the highlight of this episode for me was Holly. Holly would receive my final rose. Absolutely. Holly was my favorite contestant. Um, I really hope that she was serious and she is going to be on the Bachelor Senior Edition, which I will be referring to as Old Bachelor. It's a lot of people forget about this. So when Claire's season was announced in March 2020, so right before the end times started, They also had started casting an old bachelor season for senior citizens. And it's just kind of been like tossed around as something that's happening eventually within the bachelor zeitgeist since then, but obviously it hasn't aired yet. Um, So I'm hoping that this means it's a go. Holly's going to be on it, trying to get people to watch because I love Holly. I loved Holly. She was so funny just coming out and being like, hey, like, it's so nice to meet you. Like, I'm however old. Like, I think I'm here for the wrong, I'm supposed to be the senior bachelor though. So like, I don't think I'm in the right place. Right? She's like, I think I'm lost. And Clayton is just standing there like a deer in headlights being like, okay, like I just met a woman who said she's a cougar and she's 33. Like, but this woman isn't (laughs) claiming to be a cougar at all. She's just going along with it. Like, she's just here for it. (laughs) He's like, I'm not going to ask more questions here. The thing, the one thing that confused me about Holly is she says that she's not actually here for him and that she's here to introduce him to the lovely Rachel and Rachel steps out of the limo and Clayton immediately is like, oh, how do you know Holly? And Rachel just doesn't answer the question. Yeah. (laughs) Do they have a connection or was it literally just so that she could be her wing woman and that was a pilot joke? Like, I think it was just a pilot joke, but, like, did she hold auditions for who got to be her wig woman? Like, I need to know more about how yes. Holly came to be here. Because right. I loved this. I loved this intro for Rachel. I loved this limo entrance, including Holly. Mm-hmm. 
she's from Claremont, which is like really close to where my parents live. So already rooting for Rachel over here. But I need to know more about her connection to Holly. I'm going to search her Instagram today and DM her if she has said nothing about it. My theory is that production likes her a lot. So they wanted to help her do something special to get a lot of attention. Um, Because Rachel doesn't do a ton the rest of this episode. I think she and Clayton, they show their conversation. She talks about being a flight instructor and asks him if that's something that he's interested in. And he does his like, oh, shucks little shtick where he's like humble and kind of doofy and says that he wouldn't trust himself with a plane. But it seems like she got a special entrance with the help of production. So interested to see what she does. I think her and Clayton had very like natural chemistry though. He made an incredible amount of eye contact while they were talking. Good point. Um, Next up is Ivana, who dances her way in. She's wearing this beautiful and unique chartreuse dress. It's chartreuse, right? I think so. Like a green, lime green color. Mm -hmm. Um, But she doesn't say anything. No, I wrote no words, just vibes. And like, we're not exaggerating. She, She does like a silent entrance and like, waves to him like puts a finger over her lips like shh and like blows him a kiss and then goes inside she doesn't even say her name like Clayton wouldn't have been able to give her a rose if he wanted to because she didn't introduce herself she did she end up getting a rose at the end no she went home that's what I thought I was like so we'll never learn more words from this woman like truly no words just vibes like beautiful dress and she disappeared into the night like yeah like literally the mansion just like sucked her in and she was never seen again like she didn't even get I don't think she was seen on screen again until she was going home, even. No, I I don't think so. I I really didn't see anything else from her. And we'll get to Samantha, who literally vanished, but Ivana had a similar exit. I can see her, like, that kind of a gimmick is good for a paradise. Um, They do the little paradise videos introducing the cast every season so they could play that up and night one people do sometimes end up on paradise so Mm -hmm. we'll see but risky move don't think it paid off don't think it paid off following ivana is kira who's a physician let's go dr Dr. kira dr kira over here love dr kira um what did you think about the white coat lingerie combo you know if you got it want it if you can flex that you look stunning and you're also a doctor why would you not flex both of those things 10 out of 10 confidence bold move and honestly it it did she was on everyone's mind Mm -hmm. no one could stay silent about her yeah she got in everybody's heads so good move Kira she did a good job so that was like not an official white coat that she would wear as a doctor that's like clearly a Mm -hmm. Halloween costume type of thing she ordered but the one that she picked flowed really nicely. Like it gave her enough modesty that the lingerie was a nice little surprise. Like she didn't look like she was going to be too cold at any point in the night. Um, Just well done overall. The only thing I didn't like about this entrance was not anything Kira did, but it's something that one of the women said. Um, They pan over to the other women watching the entrances and somebody's like, why would you do that? Like why buy the cow when you're getting the milk for free? It was so... you saw who the insecure women were right away. And one of the ones that I noticed was Susie, who we, mm-hmm. I was like, she's one of the first ones to comment on Dr. Kira and is not holding back. Like, 
yeah. don't know why people are like you know people are coming in gimmicks you know people are doing their thing mm-hmm. don't go tearing people down you've got the whole season for them to figure that out themselves exactly like it is 2022 we don't need to slut shame people and also wearing lingerie and a white coat doesn't mean that you sleep around not that there's anything wrong with that like again you are also probably just jealous because you know he's going to be thinking about that and you probably mm-hmm. came in doing nothing exactly like a whole bunch you of thought people your winning smile was going to bring you through but like exactly. it won't always yeah yeah it was a whole bunch of people who i'm pretty sure just did like basic intros so maybe they're just sad they didn't think of something more creative mm-hmm. After Dr. Kira, we have, I think she pronounces her name Mara because she says it's Mara like marinara. And she says that she's wearing a red dress and she's spicy, just like marinara sauce. Is marinara sauce spicy? You can get like a spicy marinara. I buy a spicy marinara from the grocery store. That sounds much better than just regular marinara, but like I've never thought of marinara as spicy (laughs) but no normal marinara would not be spicy but you should start buying spicy marinara from the grocery store as a side note it is much better good to good to know um where do you get your spicy marinara it's just like the rouse pasta sausage okay cool cool good to know after mara marinara we get rihanna who comes in wearing a black long sleeve mini dress and a cowboy hat and makes the save a horse ride a cowgirl joke so the song save a horse ride a cowboy is by country artist big and rich they're a country duo they appeared on chris souls's season which happened like i want to say eight years ago at this point and at that point they were kind of on the way out like they're kind of an old band like why are we still making this reference I think it's just they were like he's a Midwest boy so cows horses cows cows and horses just (sighs) I'm over it um (laughs) after Rihanna and her dated reference we have Eliza who is wearing another silver sparkly dress and she brings with her a gift of food the lady in the tramp style eats some sort of meat what kind of meat was this it looked like a sausage almost but like I don't know I wanted more information about it and it was just freezed they went through so many intros at that point they were like oh we've Mm -hmm. taken too much time going through people so we're just gonna yeah all the fun ones we're just gonna give you in like quick two second clips exactly yeah like the first half of the intros were all relatively normal and then the rapid fire ones were just bizarre Um, But I wanted more context for the bizarre ones because I thought they Mm would have been really funny. Eliza's Chiron says that she is from Germany, but Germany is known for bratwurst. I don't know that bratwurst has that texture because it almost looks like a meatball or like a breakfast sausage where it's dark Mm -hmm. brown and kind of has texture to it. Yeah, I don't know. More things we'll have to look up. (laughs) We'll have to do more research. Maybe Bachelor Reddit will have it by the time we're done recording. Up next, we have Bachelor Nation legend Gabby. She who has dated Blake and Dean. She comes in with a pillow. (laughs) I would have wrote my hero, Gabby. (laughs) For a quick (laughs) one-liner. Like, I wanted a place to sit later. I didn't know I brought this pillow but really I was just looking for an excuse to sit on your face then she turns on the pillow and it's a picture of his face on it like it was what 
Katie Thurston tried to do by bringing the vibrator, but it was just so much better than the vibrator. Mm -hmm. Like, it makes sense here. Like, it's topical. It's about him. Just like gold star, Gabby. I, that was a, a good a good way of wording it too. Like, it is what Katie Thurston tried to do with the vibrator and like fell short with. And like, this was just clever. It was funny. And like, no one was going to look at that pillow of his face later and be like, what is this? They're just right. like, oh, ha ha. <laughs> exactly. Like, it didn't make people visibly uncomfortable. She didn't try to tap people with it. Um, it was just <laughs> Katie Thurston walked so that Gabby could run. Elizabeth comes next, and I wrote that she whips it real good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what did you think of this dress? I thought it was fun, but I, I didn't love it. Again, there's it's more sequin dress. Sequins were really in this season. Mm-hmm. It's like a strapless pale pink dress, and then it's got this pattern made out of sequins that appear to be hot pink. Um, so definitely mm -hmm. risky, definitely different. I didn't really like it, but go Elizabeth for not wearing a champagne sparkly dress, which Hunter wore and Hunter's up next. The snake girl? Mm-hmm, the snake girl. What did you think of the snake? I, again, would love more context for the snake right? being here. <laughs> you like, can't just, like, bring a snake and then draw no attention to it. <laughs> I mean, that's such a weird thing to do. And for those of you who may not have watched the episode at Alden, it's not a, like, little snake that you get at Petco. It is a banana python. So it is six feet long. It is pale yellow is very distinctive and she had it with her the whole night until the rose ceremony so that's what 12 hours of carrying this big ass snake around well also you know this rose ceremony went until like 9 or 10 in the morning with how bright it was outside when they finished so it might have been even longer than 12 hours like is that good for the snake do snakes hear really well I just I just again want to know why is this snake here are you keeping the snake for the duration of the season? Like if you guys travel to a different place, does the snake go with you? <laughs> Is the snake also a contestant? Can the snake get roses? <laughs> like, did you just want your pet snake? Did you just borrow a snake for the episode? And then like you give it to production and they're like, all right, we'll go return the snake. I just have a lot of questions that will never be answered. Oh, hard agree, hard agree. Hunter, hopefully we'll see more of you and less of the snake. After I think I want equal content between Hunter and the snake. I'm not going to lie to you. I think I want more yeah. snake content as well <laughs> as more Hunter content. I want to see if Bachelor Data has posted her up. She does these really fantastic pie charts with how much time each contestant got. Um, I really hope that she includes the snake because I want to see which women got less airtime than the snake. Oh, that would be good to know. After Hunter and her snake we get Samantha and Samantha is wheeled in in a giant bathtub filled with bubbles and she's wearing a black bikini. Um, the bottoms are black boxed out. So we get our first black box of the season. Um, what did you think about Samantha? And more importantly, what did you think about the fact that she just vanishes after this point? Uh, I wish I could tell you more about Samantha. I thought the coming in in the bathtub was a fun move it's like the closest thing we've gotten to a real costume mm -hmm. for entrances um and then I we just never hear from her again I just don't 
she um she wrote about what happened on Instagram she said that she and Clayton did have a conversation during the evening but she wrote something vaguely cryptic about like how romance needs to be there for her to be invested in a relationship so it basically sounded like they talked she wasn't feeling it so she self-eliminated um my theory is that they didn't want to show two self-eliminations and um what happens with Claire all in the same night and starting off the season with basically three women leaving early because they're not into him enough that's incredibly awkward right uh poor Clayton is like he's not a, a bad looking guy he seems yeah he seems like your typical midwestern himbo like I'm here for it <laughs> someone I don't remember who it was was like they're like oh what do you think about Clayton's like he has really nice teeth and that's really all I know but I like it is that a weird thing to know oh Rachel my pilot girl from Claremont said I don't know much about Clayton but he has really nice teeth and I said yeah me and me and you Rachel that's all I know about him too man's got a nice <laughs> smile yeah he has a great smile he seems very very kind like throughout all of Michelle's season he seemed into Michelle and just exceptionally exceptionally good-natured mm-hmm. like so, what more do you need <laughs> I don't know what Samantha didn't see in him. I know he can't be everyone's cup of tea, but it's like pretty sad to come from like coming in bubbles in a bikini to being like, peace out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I also feel like a night one self-elimination is just poor strategy. Even if you aren't into The Bachelor, you should at least take the chance of continuing on the journey because number one, you might not get a good sense of who he is from one five-minute conversation on night one when you're completely exhausted. Um, Number two- And he's probably super nervous. You're probably super nervous. Yeah, especially since he didn't go very far. Like this is very overwhelming for him to have this much attention on him. Number two, if you go far enough, there's the potential to go to paradise. There's the potential to get more Instagram followers. You know, even if you want to keep being- an occupational therapist the more Instagram followers that you have the more you can side hustle the more money you can make it's just like financially irresponsible to eliminate on night one the more you can advocate for your profession like people don't appreciate occupational therapy enough like yeah take this time just to be able to talk more about that about anything else exactly um shout out to our friend Audrey who is an occupational therapist she's great and could definitely use some positive publicity from people like Samantha yeah come on Samantha finally we are on our last two limo entrances first comes Cassidy I wrote tiny car sparkly dress (laughs) yeah I wrote toy car girl (laughs) <laughs> and that's that's pretty much it about Cassidy. And then Paulina, do you want to um, give the quote that you texted me last night about Shanae's entrance? I have to find it now. What did I say? <laughs> you said, big car must follow tiny car. <laughs> yeah, big car. Oh, it, do not bring a toy car or a small vehicle to your bachelor intro night because they are going to immediately make you look dumb and bring this giant version of whatever you brought you brought have like a little fire truck they bring a real fire truck you bring a little toy car they're like here's a truck to run it over they're like f your entrance absolutely not and that is exactly what happened here Cassie was like oh cute little toy car and Shane went oh small town girl giant truck run over toy car 
it just it was fantastic it's a gimmick that they do almost every season and I love it every single time it's so funny but I always feel bad by small car for small car predictable yeah but fun I really I loved um the better version of this was what you referenced the fire trucks last year on Michelle's season. I mm-hmm. thought PJ coming in on his little tiny toy fire truck. I thought that was so funny and it made sense because he was a firefighter. It gave production the opportunity to one up him and make him look silly. But I thought it was really funny and really cute when he came in on the little fire truck. It was cute. It was, it's the best version of this we've gotten, I think, ever. Yeah. But Janae, small town girl, giant truck, bold. And then Teddy was like, we have to watch out for this one. I said, whoa, 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 again, she just, she just drove up. Like all we know about her is that she can drive five feet. Like <laughs> we know she can drive five feet and hit tiny cars and that's it. <laughs> that's all I know about her. All we really need to know, honestly, I don't think Shanae is long for this game. And that was our 30th limo entrance. Good golly these entrances take so long luckily not much else happened in this episode just gotta unpack the Claire debacle exactly there were two other things that really made me mad in between the end of the limo entrances and the end of the episode number one Clayton is giving his toast it's going fine you know basic generic like I see my wife in this group of women blah 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 he is standing still holding his drink and he spills it on himself how abc's himbo over here just i think they really just want us to like pity clayton a little bit in this Mm -hmm. episode like this poor man has already faced rejection today he can't hold a drink (laughs) right like they're real yeah they're really playing up like we can't make you like Clayton, but we sure can make you pity Clayton. And we've got to talk about Jesse Palmer, Clayton romance here. They honestly seem like two bros just hanging out before frat initiation. Literally. Like, there's a lot of big little vibes, like father-son. They look exactly the same. I wrote new drinking game idea. Drink every time Jesse calls Clayton brother, because he did it at least five <laughs> times. There's just no way you can say the word brother this frequently during this man, but he, they're just bros. Two bros chilling in a bachelor mansion. The other thing, this was not notable at all, but just made me really mad. Elizabeth, who is the realtor in the dress that neither of us liked, it was pale pink with all the sequins. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth shows Clayton what she says is a photograph of her grandparents that is almost a hundred years old. Clayton's like oh it's cool it's an old photo and she's like here keep it why why are you giving this himbo a 100 year old photo do you think it was the original do you think it was a copy like I think it was definitely a copy I don't think she trusts himbo with this I actually I was like oh this is like a pretty sentimental thing for her to do being like this is important to me and I want you to see that like I could see us being people who are together for a really long time I wrote, I was like, oh, sentimental girl, like, this is a cute idea, a, quite a contrast from her coming in with her whip. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot they were the same person. <laughs> whip and also 100-year-old photos, so you got to see, like, two different sides of her, which I thought was yeah. nice. Yeah, that's um, a good but point. No, I, I don't think she would give him the original, but people do often give, I think, things like that they end up giving back. 
like by the end of the night. I would hope so. Yeah. Cause like, no offense, Elizabeth, you're not going to win. Like she's not, she's not winning this season. So I hope that it gets back to her at some point, even if it is a copy, like, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily, I love you, but I wouldn't want a like picture of your grandparents just sitting in my house. That's fair. That's fair. I honestly would feel uncomfortable. He just had a picture of my grandparents (laughs) sitting around your house. And like, we've known each other for years and Clayton and Elizabeth have known each other for five seconds. So just elevates the weird. Besides the first impression rose and the Claire stuff, were there any other conversations that you found noteworthy? Oh, I do want to talk about Daria, who is a law student at Yale Law in mm-hmm. her last year. How are you here? Like <laughs> September is prime class time. It is midterm season when you were here. Right. What did yeah. you do? <laughs> they don't let you just take off your last semester of law school. Are you doing it no. virtually from the Bachelor Mansion while people are going on group dates? Like I need I have questions. Right. I have so many questions about how she finessed this. Um, Shout out to Daria for going to Harvard undergrad and then Yale Law. Um, I'm very eager to see her change the world. And I hope as repayment for her labor, she at least gets to go on paradise because out of everybody who went home tonight, I think she is the most interesting, the most deserving, and um, has the most potential to make actual connections with some of Michelle's guys. Yeah, she seemed cool. I don't think I had any other like standout conversations I could really think of. Mm-hmm. I was just curious about what her game plan was as a law student. Yeah, <laughs> like how did mansion. you frame this? <laughs> how did you frame this to your prof- professors? Yeah. <laughs> like when I was concussed, I was still scared to tell them like, hey, I can't really go to class because it hurts my head. Right. How are you like, hey, I can't really go to class. I'm trying to see if I can find a fiance in two months. Like, dear Yale Law <laughs> School, I would like to go on national television for two months and hopefully come back engaged to somebody I will have spoken to for maximum 24 hours total. Mm-hmm. Does this seem in line with your, like, your way of teaching? <laughs> the other two things that happened in this episode before the rose ceremony, um, Teddy gets... Uh, the first impression rose before that we see them have some really great one-on-one time and like sparks are flying they're so into each other Mm -hmm. Um, she tells him that she went through all of Michelle's cast and out of all of the guys he was the one that she most wanted to be the bachelor do you believe this I feel like she looks like a bad liar so yes (laughs) (laughs) like not because the words sound believable but because she looks like she would be a terrible liar that wow that sums it up perfectly (laughs) um yeah like she has no reason to lie I just I'm sorry Clayton I just can't believe out of that entire cast she would pick you and honestly so are you Clayton you are also surprised by this but they seem very compatible they seem really into each other for I think this is the first time since Rachel Lindsay got the first impression rose on Nick's season that a black woman has gotten the first impression rose. Can you think of anybody between them? No, I think that's, I think you're right. Cause we know Dale got it on Claire's season, but that was like mm-hmm. its own little like asterisk. Yeah. Go Clayton. Go Clayton. I really like them together. I'm like very yeah. excited to see how their relationship plays out. Yeah, me too. I think they, 
they seem compatible. Um, we can tell from the preview that she makes it to international travel, so she has a pretty good run. I hope she makes it really far. I do too. I do too. Last and least, we have the Claire stuff. All right, so then Claire was the one. She's from Virginia Beach. She's a spray tanner as her profession. <laughs> she's the one who said, I was going to be cringy, but just kidding. It's She kind of fumbles with it. And she ends up doing like their own little like tailgate experience where they play cornhole and she beats him in cornhole. And I think that was what broke her. She was like, I should not be able to beat my potential partner in cornhole. That is embarrassing. Which like we have several friends from Virginia Beach because we went to William and Mary. That I think summarizes Virginia Beach in one like interaction. That I think is <laughs> emblematic of the people of Virginia Beach. I didn't even think of that, but you're right. Everyone I know from Virginia Beach takes cornhole pretty seriously. I think that's like what makes make it or break it for you. Like that's um, it. That's the only criterion. <laughs> she brought chicken wings. I was telling someone yesterday, I was like, I think if I were to do a little entrance, I would bring a snack. I think those are the people who should make it farther than they do. Yeah. Because anyone can come in a cute little gimmick, but like you're there for a very long time and the snacks they have at Bachelor Mansion do not look spectacular. I would love some like nice homemade food. Yeah, hard agree, hard agree. So Claire beats Clayton at Cornhole. A lot of C's in that sentence. Um, yeah, that was and a then, <laughs> And then um, is it Genevieve who comes in? Or is yeah, it I think it was I think it was Genevieve. Um, she has the first can I steal you for a sec of the night that we see, and Claire kind of loses it a little bit. Yeah. She's like, You're not gonna sit down at my tailgate, like you're making me stressed out and he's like Clayton is panicked he's like she's obviously asking if I can hang out and she's saying no but also like I need to give people a chance and he, he goes know. off with Genevieve mm -hmm. so I feel like he has spent a lot of time with Claire at this point because they've walked over to her tailgate setup and chatted the whole way they've played cornhole and he has lost to her and they have started to eat the wings so this seems like a solid like 15 minutes or so right well and they played a couple rounds of cornhole is what it sounded like because he's like she's like I beat you and he's like oh like I thought we were playing more like don't you usually play out of oh just kidding like yeah you did right like so, yeah they definitely spent a lot of time together and it didn't look like it was going incredibly well this is why I think everybody should watch multiple seasons before they go on the show because if she knew how night one works she would I think be a little bit more understanding of the situation you don't get an hour to talk to him you get maybe 10 minutes and she's already gotten more than that because obviously he was like interested in her if he's like still willing to put up a cornhole being ripped apart because he likes drums and the flats for the wings <laughs> which is a which is a bad choice on his part. You should prefer flats <laughs> to drums. Like that is true. I'm with Claire on that one. <laughs> Definitely um, think she had too much to drink yes, too. Like yeah. she was unwell. Yeah. I think um I think it was Caitlin Bristow gave like a good summary of this. She hypothesized that Claire somehow got around the two drinks per hour rule because she seemed like very intoxicated. Um after Clayton decides to go spend time with Genevieve. The next thing we see is her like complaining about the situation to multiple women, um, talking about how she wasn't feeling it with Clayton. And she just gets honestly progressively meaner to the point where she says that she hates him to one of the women, mm -hmm. which like, 
no, don't say that on television. We said this when we were texting yesterday. Like, I think she forgot she was on TV. Yeah. I think she genuinely forgot her environment. She said things like, I would eat him and spit him out. Like, I can't be with like America's sweetheart. I hate him. You've known this man for an hour and you are just roasting him personally. Like, that's not a good look. Um, It was, it was tough to watch. It was tough to watch. Yes. The other women are uncomfortable by this because they're obviously like vibing with him. They're oh she hates him like is there something I'm missing yeah yeah no there's nothing you're missing here (laughs) she's just upset that she beat him in cornhole like which like maybe he wasn't trying so hard because he like wanted to let you in to make you feel good like there's so much that we don't know about this maybe he's having an off cornhole day like I don't know the big takeaway I had from this was she just does not seem very well versed in the show because if you look at seasons with unpopular leads um, some ones that stand out to me are Colton's season Juan Pablo's season Claire's season if you can fake it long enough you can go on paradise you can have more Instagram followers like same deal with Samantha eliminating herself on night one it's just not strategic to blow up at somebody if he seems into you and isn't Claire also like a musician or something? Wasn't that something we yeah. talked about? Yeah, she so is, like it right. really doesn't make it really doesn't make sense for her to be like throwing this hissy fit. Like, yeah, yeah. we don't want people here just to promote their music careers, but we know it's happening anyway. So like, exactly, exactly. Um, something that never got mentioned about Claire, she has a very cute son. He's about five years old. She's a single mom. Like that just got completely lost in all of the drama. Yeah, that was nothing I saw about her. <laughs> it's just like chicken wings cornhole hates Clayton like (laughs) chicken wings cornhole hates Clayton um one other thing about Claire is we do get a Washington football team shout out um they announced today that they will be announcing their new name on 2222 I think they should keep football team I think it's hilarious and I think it's what Dan Snyder deserves it is hilarious it's a fun name Oh, the other weird thing about Claire is she gets walked out, but we don't really see it in real time. Yeah, because you see them talk and he's like, I heard that you hate me. And she goes, I didn't say I hate you. I just feel like we didn't click. Which, and then yes, they, like, yes you did say that. One. We have it on <laughs> camera that you did say that. Unless they're snipping sound bites or whatever. It was on face though. It wasn't even a Frankenbite. Like we see her mouth move with those words. I I definitely feel like she said it, but just trying to give her some some benefit (laughs) of the doubt here. But we don't actually see him be like, yeah, I think you should go home. It's like kind of just like talk about them. We go see the other woman and then she's being walked out. Like it was a weird, which makes me feel like she also could have self-eliminated at that point. Which would be such a bad look for poor Clayton. Three self-eliminations. Because why else wouldn't we see this like conversation between them of him being like, hey, like if you don't want to be here, like I don't want you here either. Like, let me walk you out. I think she was definitely like, Yeah, I just think we don't click. And then they're like, oh shoot, we can't keep filming this. And then she's like, Yeah, I'm gonna go home. He's like, Okay, I'll walk you out. Right, because we don't see we don't see them coming to that decision like you're describing. We don't see her getting in the limo or the SUV. We don't see the like post-mortem interview footage in the vehicle. Like it's just, she's there. 
they're walking through the mansion and then he comes back to tell the women that he sent her home Mm -hmm. so I feel like she eliminated herself that is my personal opinion on what I think occurred I agree with you Um, poor himbo (sighs) poor himbo indeed so we have at long last made it to the rose ceremony we did it Joe um we say goodbye to eight women um Daria Haley Ivana Jane other Lindsay uh Mm -hmm. Rihanna who wants to save a horse ride a cowboy and then Samantha who disappeared into the void after coming out of her bathtub and Claire who was walked out some stats I really only ran one statistic um Clayton eliminated three nurses and an occupational therapist, and that's not very healthcare heroes of him. That's not very healthcare heroes of him. Um, Interesting. Was there anybody you were surprised got eliminated or anybody you were excited to see continue on their journey? I was hoping Daria Daria would stay longer. I was like interested to see more about her, so I was definitely sad to see her go, but I don't think anyone was too surprising that left. Mm-hmm. I feel like we can kind of tell who Clayton's like vibing more with slash who's vibing with Clayton at this point. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's more in the woman's shoes than his at yeah. this point in time. Hard agree with all of that. Two men I can see Daria doing well with if she goes on Paradise. Um, I think Brandon, who was Michelle's runner up, like, I don't think Daria necessarily needs reassurance, but I think Brandon would like just worship the ground she walks on, be a really good hype man for her. Well, something she said that she liked about Clayton was that he looks like a protector and a provider. And I think Brandon also gives off very similar vibes that he is a protector and a provider. So I think you'd be right with that. Um, The other person I thought she might work well with is Leroy, who is a biomedical PhD student. I totally forgot about that. Um, He was the best dressed man on Michelle's season. I loved all of his rose ceremony outfits. Um, And I think she's clearly a very high achieving person. So I think having somebody who's also incredibly smart, especially in the bachelor nation pool of influencers, personal trainers, and uh, sugar bear hair spokespeople, I think is very noteworthy. Mm-hmm. I think Claire will probably make a paradise cameo. Yeah, right. Like, I think that they'll lure her in by telling her that she'll get like the crystal Chris villain redemption arc but I don't know like she ate up a lot of this episode but do you think that people will remember her long enough for it to be worthwhile for her to be on paradise I think yeah just because it looks like this season the women are all like pretty well accomplished they seem pretty like normal Mm -hmm. that I feel like a lot of the drama is just going to be like fighting with each other Mm-hmm. And having someone just like fight with the bachelor right off the bat is going to be something they're going to want to bring back. Yeah, uh, that's a really good point. I feel like hers, her outburst was the most impulsive and the least rooted in like things that are actually happening. So they kind of need a, an unpredictable person for paradise in particular. I agree. I agree. And that was our episode of The Bachelor. Let's do some superlatives. Paulina, who did you think had the best dress? I gave best dress to Teddy. That was like a dress that stood out to me. I thought it was, maybe it's just because it wasn't 
sparkly sequiny that I was like, <laughs> wow, this is the first dress I've seen that like, I'm like, oh, look, I want to look at this a little bit longer. It's like different. It was very flattering for her. Yeah. I picked Serene as my favorite dress, but my runner-up was Teddy. I really liked Teddy's dress as well. Um, oh, Serene had the bluish, tealish, whatever dress, right? Hers was like an emerald or forest green. It had spaghetti straps. And it was um, kind of um, satiny. It had the oh, ruching I on do. the butt. Oh, yeah, that one was cute. That one was cute. Hers and Teddy both had the ruching detail on the butt, which I think is probably a trend, but it looked really good on both of them. Mm-hmm. Who's your had, favorite entrance? Um, I had Kate with her um her nips as my favorite. My second favorite was Melina with her moon shoes, her moon boots, because that was just it was so weird and so funny. Who'd I think favorite entrance to Gabby because it was a laugh I really needed at that point in time. Right, she kind of kicked off the like quirky, she kicked off the the quirky ones. I but I also really it. liked moon shoes loved the moon shoes what was your biggest yikes of the episode the entire interaction with sally (laughs) with sally was the cringiest moment for you um i had three um number one i just wrote claire (laughs) um like don't say that you hate somebody on national television when you've talked to them for five minutes uh, number two, I had Jane's vintage car exit where she was just trying so hard to stay on script and he mm-hmm. was trying to like get the conversation flowing and just couldn't. Uh, and then number three, I had Sally rejecting the rose. For The part that was cringiest for me with Sally was her saying, can I take a moment to think about it mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of just saying no and then disappearing. Right calling someone how did she have her phone why is she allowed to do this and then coming back to be like I want to say yes to this rose but I'm not going to I feel like Sally I hope Sally has strong convictions but what this indicated to me is that she simply does not and whoever she talks to right before she has to make a decision is who she sides with I think that's a good observation I would agree with you have stronger convictions, Sally. Um, who you said you texted me and said that you were really excited about your pick for biggest villain. Do you want me to do mine because it's more basic and then we get to save yours? Yeah, give me yours. Um, number one, I had Claire. And number two, I said mm-hmm. whoever did the why buy the cat when you get the milk for free line for um our lovely doctor, Dr. Kelly. Or sorry, Claire, Dr. Kira. It, mm-hmm. Claire's a safe choice for villain but she's gone now so I was like I chose a villain based on who's still here yes my hot take for the villain of the season is going to be is Susie I think Susie is going she is getting a villain edit they want me to think Dr. Kira is going to be the villain no Susie's getting all the sweet things but also you get little snippets of her being like oh I don't really like that oh I don't know I think she's going to be sweet girl turns villain I hope you're um, right. Also from the previews, it looks like Shanae and Serene have some like villainy stuff coming up, but I feel like pretty strongly Susie is going to end up with a villain edit. I really hope you're right because that would be so much fun. That would be so fun to watch. Um, do you have an early favorite? I really like Pilot Rachel, which I know you didn't 
you didn't feel like you learned a lot about her or anything but I was, I was like there's some they had a very natural like chemistry and I just like liked seeing them talk I liked her entrance mm-hmm. Rachel's also my pick to win like I think Ooh. I think Rachel's the one I'm going with right now dang I think that you probably have a better read on the game than I do um so I would, if I were betting on our predictions, I would bet on Paulina's over mine. Um, I think, I don't know who's going to win at this point. I said, I think Susie, but I don't think she wins. I think she goes far, but I don't think she wins. I definitely think Susie will go far. Like def- definitely hometowns, probably final three. My favorites are NC and Teddy. I want to see lots more from them, especially NC because she had a strong entrance and then not a ton after that so except for the um, really, the, the stinger was her right the post-credits mm-hmm. scene yeah and they broke a printer together it looked very fun I do, I really like Teddy I'm excited to see more about her and she's another one that seemed really interesting I mean it's a really good group of yeah. girls even though most of them look exactly the same and I really do have to pull <laughs> up this roster of people so many blondes just so many blondes but like even the same shade of blonde, there's many ways you can go blonde, but I, they all have the exact same hair. Yep, exactly. And they all had gold sparkly dresses and it was overwhelming for me. Just so many gold sparkly dresses. Like they must have run like stock futures or something on these gold sparkly dresses. Mm-hmm. Um, the last item we have on our outline is, um, did your mom have any thoughts on this episode that you'd like to share? Yes, absolutely. For context for our listeners, my mom is filled with one-liners and Annalise's absolute favorite is <laughs> oh, breaking so up with Becca. My mom screamed, swallow the rain. So funny. Giving it back. Um, so good. I asked my mom for her thoughts in the episode and she goes, the crying girl just wants your boyfriend back. And I said, who is the <laughs> crying girl? And she goes, the one that's supposed to be married aka sally and i said and she goes she'll be back but for attention not for love <laughs> and that was my mom's recap on the episode uh i think she's right she is wise well i think that is our first podcast episode if you listened this long congratulations you are now at the top of our friend list <laughs> um if you like it shoot us a text or an Instagram DM or make us a TikTok about whether or not you want us to do this again next week. Mm-hmm. And let us know what you want us to add or take out. It will probably be short in the future because we won't have to go through 30 limo entrances. The 30 limo entrances just really make the podcast unable to be short, but we will be quicker and quippier in the future, we promise. Thanks for tuning in. Well, maybe we'll maybe see you next week. This may be the only episode. We'll see. <laughs>